poop out of Route 9. Okay, so he has fallen in love uh-huh. with the girl who's in love with another guy. It seems like Shaft or something like that. And he's new in Shaft. town because they're building a ramp to I-40, which the father is not happy about. And the kid loves because it'll be a... So he's saying, you're taking too long of a shower. And he, the, he was a jerk, and he turned on the cold water on his nice kid. Yeah, sometimes you got to do that, you know. I guess so. Yeah, listen, when your kid's in the car wash for too long, you got to change the water to cold. Now, they're having a fight now because the kid wants a GPS. And he's like, oh, you kids with your newfangled devices. And what he's saying is a GPS person knows where they're going, but not where they are. Like... You know, like with GPS, you know, make a left and you make a left. But you're ignorant to where you are. You're not going to remember next time you go. So he's doing old school and the and the son is doing his smart. Let's give it a listen. For All a right. Well, okay. that'll be easier soon. They're building an access ramp to I-40. Really? woman named Diesel. She has camouflage army jeep and she's got guns. Nice. <laughs> well, it's very important to be uh, to be holding a weapon. As so a she's car. causing trouble. She's saying like you should rate, get your own Okay, here are the phone rings. running gag can never leave a message for the police officer and the cop never checks his messages so diesel is here to stir up trouble and she's saying to sparky why you know hey why don't you get a job and get your own money and you can raise a jeep right to the father's face and you don't have to listen to this old uh this old fossil well, let's listen. And buy one yourself. Excellent idea. I'm starting a new business. Oh. Is that Snuggles? Could work for me. No. Mm, no. Uh. Sparky can work here. I can. Sparky is Snuggles. Oh, I'll pay you forty bucks a day. Wow. Okay then. But Sparky, remember, when you can't stand it anymore. Yes. Give me a call. Boo! Bad car. So she's the temptress. So, what's my job? Well, you can... Rib job. <laughs> no, that's the dad. Oh, yeah, he wouldn't say that. Telling me. Right. Whoa, he it's wouldn't. daytime already. And not since the jerk has I seen such funny oil cans. And I guess... Yeah, that was funny. He this, hates those cans. These cans are defective. One of the movies you can see on YouTube, and I talked about it on my brother's podcast called Proudly Resents, Hardly Working with Jerry Lewis, which I think after oh. The Jerk came out, he said, you know what? I'm the fucking king. I can make my own movie. And he has right. his own working at a mechanic uh, oil can bit. And came out the same year. His bit is that he knocks over the cans. Mm-hmm. And the owner looks at him. I really like how Jerry Lewis made that transition from 
uh, goofy guy to angry old person. You mean on screen? You know or, what I mean? Or backstage? <laughs> well, you know, he was such a jerk. We yeah. all know. Okay, this is a very explosive can of... I don't know why they have it around. It's explosive. Be careful! Oh, right, because it has a big exclamation point. And what's with the circle and, and X? Is that like a PlayStation controller? I don't think so. I think it just means danger. Uh-oh. Whoops. Whoops. He flung his... Sparky. You almost hit the explosive, Sparky. See, you see that? There's a, uh X button and a green circle oh, button. Oh, that's the car wash. Oh. Oh, right. Circle for go and X for stop. Yeah, they're big cars. They can't really, I mean, never mind that the... How do okay, they build these all this are... shit? Oh, there's the phone of mine. Hello, gas and go. Help. Excuse me? Help. I got that part. Your name? I'm Bumper. I ran out of gas. Oh, I'm sorry. Where are you? In I think he sounds of, uh, like John Mulaney. Let's see. The Two Pines <laughs> campsite? Yeah, you ever notice? Let's <laughs> do this act. Yeah, that's a weird telephone. They don't have to pick it up, and it's loud. Nope. How did, like, right. does the car have a car phone? Yes, there are car phones, yes. So he didn't drive inside a glass phone booth? I... <laughs> so many questions, Carl. Okay, so right now, uh, somebody is stuck, and they've run out of gas, and they're at this campsite. So instead of doing the job himself, the father thinks, I'll give my son some responsibility and you can go rescue him. Yeah, bad so right idea. now he's giving him the directions to the campsite. Which and Sparky doesn't give will. a shit. Yeah, whatever, Dad. No, Sparky cares very much. He's going to go help somebody. Sparky's got a gap listening tooth. to his father. It's a chance to prove himself to his dad. Uh, what's the point? His dad's an alcoholic. His dad is not a gasaholic. He's a total gas. Do you see the way he drives? Trash. You smell like gas, Dad. Dad, I'm you're an embarrassing. I'm an adult car. I can drink what I want. You want to talk about embarrassing? Now, what? there's the ad for the GPS. Only $400. And he's like, $400. Bummer. This is the second... Uh, uh, billboard we saw. The other one just had the number two on it. Yeah, and this one just said three ninety nine with no explanation. <sighs> okay, he... so here's the first part of the directions: make okay. a right, go down a short road, uh -huh. and then make another right to the campground. But wait a minute, the Two Pines Campground sign says go to the left. Now he's like, oh, if I only had a GPS, who do I listen to, the sign or my father? And guess what he picks? His father. <laughs> In incorrect. Uh, here we go. The wrong turn signal. Yeah, see, he's he's that's uh, the director's way of showing us that he's conflicted. Oh, it's the evil truck lady. She changed. Right. Yes, yeah. she changed diesel. She changed the sign. Ah. <sighs> Lisa was in, um, her name's Jean Richard. She was in Max Saves the World 2014. Uh -huh. She was in the Royal Heist 2017. Well, and then she was Royal in these Heist. Cars Life things. Yeah, so I guess there's more than two, right? And there must have been a real Cars Life one. I was, right. I just imagine this film was like called the Cars Life 2 to maximize. 
confusion. And there was no... No, it was when Cars 2 came out. And when Cars 3 comes out, there is a Cars Life 3. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank God for everyone involved. There's no Cars 4. <laughs> wait, wait. There's, oh, no, I'm thinking of Toy Story. <laughs> yeah. Toy Story, the trilogy that has a fourth movie? Thanks. Right. The fourth trilogy. The fourth trilogy. Listen, if you were like... Okay. If you were, uh, I don't know, Tom Hanks and this Tim Allen... And this comes around once in the he's going to do the sequels. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. This car here is the car that, that Sparky was supposed to save. And he's getting filled up now. Diesel has opened her own gas station across the street. I'll get you, Diesel. Oh, my God. This movie is going to be gone. So there's nothing to see other than a new gas station that opened across the street. So this car just gassed up, but he's not feeling so good. He's got ind- she's got indigestion and uh, burping. There's something wrong with the gas. He cut it and with baby laxative. Diesel <laughs> and Diesel's like, no, no. I'm sure it's just it's indigestion. It's not fentanyl. You'll be fine. <laughs> wow. She has guns. It's a kids show. She has guns. Well, a lot of cars growing up in Arizona has guns on it. Mounted in the a rear mount, <laughs> can shoot enemies as you drive away. Again, like cars, who the fuck builds these billboards and puts up the poster? Cars. Uh, I don't buy it. And I know. Me neither. Have you ever seen the Disney movies Planes? Disney's Planes. Yeah. Is, that, is it better than Cars Life Two? Uh, yeah. Wow. But it was a ripoff of Cars. When when Cars came out, uh. Planes suddenly showed up. Never mind that there had been that uh, that kids show, JJ, right? JJ, the plane. Oh. Was that a Disney show? I don't think so. It Disney. took place in Terrytown, New York. That doesn't sound like Disney to me. Right. It was based okay, on. So, it was grounded in real, in real life. No, thank you. <laughs> So right now, uh, the car tried to chat up the girl he likes, and she was like, I'm waiting for a call from my boyfriend, and she split. Wow. Okay, so now Spark comes home, and he's like, there was no Two Pines campsite. And the dad is like, disappointed, disappointed, disappointed. Yeah, well, dads are allowed to be disappointed. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe if you weren't such a disappointment, son. <laughs> now, uh, this Michael Schlapp, he started as an executive producer on some TV shows like Mansers on Spike TV. You probably heard of that. Uh, he did Viking, the ultimate obstacle course on ESPN. Ooh, fake sports. He did a Discovery Science Channel 1. Uh and he did a sci-fi channel chase with a dollar sign for the S and a reality TV show called Tilt. But then he fell in love with uh, ripping off animated. Yeah, ripping off other animated. He's just like typing in the dialogue into the computer and the computer's just spitting it out for him. So now he's talking to the banker like, I just got fired from my father's job. I need a job. And he goes, why don't you go to the I-40 construction place? Turtle time. Turtle time. 
So there are other animals. Yes, and you'll see, well, I don't know, the turtle's certainly one. But the good child has found her ramp, and she's doing a Goldilocks thing again. This rock is too big. This rock is too <laughs> small. This rock is just right. Uh, the turtle's jump. like, just light, right for what? Yeah, like, who, she's obsessed with this ramp. Just let it go. Here's the I-40 ramp, and Sparky is friends with the uh, jilted, his name's Bumper. Um, I guess they saved a little money because, no, this guy's Zipper, Zipper. Uh, Jim Woods plays Clinch, Clutch, Rivet, and Zipper. And all of his credits are, um, are spark plug movies. Good for him. He probably animates too. He's like, I brought the coffee, Michael. Great, great. Get in the studio. You're right. When you when you see the credits for who was the animators, Michael Schlepp is one of them. I can't believe a producer of a sci-fi show would make something so bad. <laughs> That's the boss going, I'm giving you grief. And so Sparky's like, hmm, I don't want any part of this job. Oh, it seems like a stressful job. I'll be better off unemployed. Wow, they really did a good job on this freeway. They're in the middle right now. The median. They call it the median. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I threw a dollar at the median once because I was told it was the median, median strip. Any luck? Uh, yeah, I saw. Push. Yeah, I, I saw under the slip. <laughs> Three ninety nine. <laughs> yep, don't that's know what the that GPS means. price. Then there's What's a, that thing. I should find out what this other company is. There, for a while, there was a company that was cranking out similar sounding movies, uh, like Snakes on a Plane, uh, Snakes on, mm -hmm. on a Train. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, here's the bad guy once again to whisper uh, into the ear of the son and appeal to his worst nature. So he, she is like, you can come work for my gas station. I will double your pay at $80 a day. Cool. Oh, so the film, the company I'm thinking of is called The Asylum, and they make mock okay. muster, mock busters, which are films <laughs> that sound like major motion picture films. <laughs> They also created Sharknado. Uh, uh -huh. But let me see if I can find a list of their films. Uh, there's the Transmorphers. <laughs> they did their own version of War of the Worlds the same year the, uh, the Spielberg movie came out. Mm -hmm. They did a film called The Day the Earth Stopped. Not, <laughs> Not stood still. Uh, when Battleship came out, they had a movie called American Warships. But my favorite of theirs, which has a really good one, is called Titanic 2. It's about a ship whose name is Titanic 2. Uh -huh. that, that leaves during modern days. So, uh, let's see. We have Belly Fruit, Foreplay, Scarecrow, Slayer. I'll find a better one. H.G. Wells, War of the Worlds. Dead Man Walking, King of the Lost World. Snakes on a Train, The Da Vinci Treasure. <laughs> 666, The Child. Not to be confused. Pirates of Treasure Island? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Not of Caribbean. 
the 9-11 commission report based on the 9-11 attacks. <laughs> I guess that's, the, they're saying it's, the, Wikipedia is saying it's the ripoff of United uh, 993 and World Trade Center. The Hitcher, the Hitchhiker. I'll, oh, we a, saw, um, what, what was that movie in which we saw the, uh, uh, it was based on the video game and there was all the 9-11 Postal. stuff. Postal. Yeah, Postal, right. That was right. a good one. They did a movie called AVH, Alien vs. Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with Alien vs. Predator. Right. Uh, and then let me see if I can find... I am uh, that's a pet peeve of mine, uh, by the way. Uh, predator is not what the... The guy was a hunter. He wasn't a predator. Well, they mentioned that in the last Predator movie, the Predator. They All all the characters go, he's not really right, a Predator. Right, right, never, right, right, right. You know, he doesn't masturbate in, a par, uh, in his hotel room, blocking the exit. Uh, I Am Legend, they made a movie called I Am Omega. Alley Quarterman in the Temple of Skulls. Well, you get the idea. Yeah. Uh, Allie Quarterman. <laughs> I don't understand Allie Quarterman. Was that supposed to be popular back in the day? Uh, Alan Quartermain yeah. was a series of films. Was it a series? Well, I know uh, that. I it think was, it was like a book. It was a, a book, and it was a popular book, and there must have been movies back in the time. There was an 80s version with Richard Chamberlain that mm-hmm. I remember. So this uh, Michael Schlepp is shares something in common with uh, Trixie from Speed Racer. They are both. They were okay. Corrine was a judge of the Emmys for 18 years, and she served on the Act- Actors Guild Council for 13 years. I guess this job was just a paycheck. But Schlepp was a member of the Emmy committee too. So maybe that's how they met. They were like, he was like, hey, what's the word on season four of Golden Girls? Pretty good. I'm voting. I'm giving Beatrice an Emmy. Designing women. All right. We'll make it Designing Women's Day. Uh, just a lot of disappointed children in this movie. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so, you know, Sparky got his job back. That's the whole thing that happens throughout. They have a fight, he quits, then he goes back and, like, he goes, well, I'll give you another chance, and he gets his job back. So now, uh, Diesel is, like, offering him the 80 bucks. Let me see. Oh, uh, I guess. Great. I've got just a ticket. It's a bit of a drive, but it's worth it. Oh, right now he's talking about, like, a cir- Okay, so there's a circus coming to town. Uh, and that's going to figure well, into wait the a plot. Minute. A fucking circus? <laughs> yeah. A circus is coming to town. Yeah. And this is a world where it. cars are cars and, and there's a circus. Yeah. Here the bad kid continues to experiment with the ramp over and over. And the turtle chronicles it the whole way through, you yeah. know. Well, okay, here's the circus. Wow. It's instead of a three ring circuits as a three car ring circus. Right. Oh, there is, there's. Starring Petula and the Grease Monkey. Petula will attempt a death defying. Oh. 
Oh, Petunia. This is bad. Yeah. You didn't tell me there's going to be monster trucks in this movie. Uh, are there monster trucks? I guess that's a monster truck. That's more of a device they built. Yeah, that's right. And she jumps through it. And that's the... Uh... That's the stunt. <clears throat> so Diesel is like, I could make this circus so much better. Yeah, and Diesel. in the end, she will buy it. Diesel is just fucking, what a power trip. Yep. Wow, look at that. He's spinning hats. That's an amazing fucking car. I think it's teacups. Oh, yeah. When the car needs to drink tea. Right. How does that work? They don't, it's got the little handle for the, you know, your thumb and pointer finger. They don't have that. Also, what six year old drew on the walls? Yeah, there's look kid drawing yeah. all over the place. Strange. Uh, and it's not explained why. It is signed Michael Phelps Jr. Mm-hmm. His name is Michael Phelps, right, the director? Uh, Michael Schlepp. Uh, well, his son, Michael Phelps, I think, is either the swimmer or swimmer. the Mission Impossible guy. No, that's... Uh, oh, now you're killing me. That's Nate Snow. Oh, Michael... It is Phelps. It is. Is it Nathan Phelps? <laughs> Uh, I think that's a uh, Google question. Yeah, all right. We'll let Google deal with it. Ethan. Ethan. Schlepp. Phelps. 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 Okay, Mission Impossible Phelps is Jim Phelps. No, that's John Voight. Yeah, Jim Phelps. And here's a picture of... uh, Wolf's Wolf's Tom Cruise's name. Yeah, what's Tom Cruise? Uh, Ethan Hunt, was it? Or Mike Hunt? Cause of death killed by Ethan Hunt. Ethan, Ethan Hunt. Ethan Hunt is, yeah. The, do you, I don't Do you like Ethan that. Hunt? Um, you should say it. You say, I like Ethan have Hunt. You, have, oh, I got a phone call. Who's seen Ethan Hunt? Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> have you seen Ethan Hunt? Ha, ha, ha. Wait, is he friends with Ethan Hawk? No. Uh, Mike Hawk. Hawk. You know, Ethan Hawk, I never thought, and I hope I don't ever meet him in person. He's going to punch me right in the face, but I never thought he was a very. Oh, I don't don't see any acting. He's coming right over. I don't see any acting ability. There's some people like that. Uh, No, he's a good actor. Go get the fuck out of here. He did a a movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did a movie called First Reform, and he's a priest, and. He's pretty good okay. at that. He looked pretty tormented. I didn't see that. I'm thinking Gattaca. I'm thinking... Gattaca. Um, Gattaca. Get the Gattaca. Uh, I noticed that you... Get out of here. I noticed get you hold your junk when you pee with your left hand. And so I know that you're inferior, but I'm going to let you slide. Right? That was Gattaca. Gattaca! <laughs> Remember he had to get taller? Yeah. They cut his feet. <laughs> Oh my god, stupid movie. <laughs> I it mean, was. It really made me think, man. Yeah, about killing myself. About Battlestar Galactica. Now there's a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't care that it was the pilot, for t- a two-hour pilot. Oh, I saw that. I actually seen the theme. So the story goes that in the 70s, Battlestar Galactica was such a big TV show around the same time as Star Wars 
the publishing, they released the pilot episode and the second episode as a standalone theatrically released movie. Right, as a movie, yeah, before the TV series. And that way everyone thought that the TV series comes from the movie. Oh, is that what it is? I always see, I I guess I, I knew about the movie after the fact, so I always thought it was just like during its heyday. But they were trying to cash in on Star Wars. They were, and they had Lauren Green, and they had Heartthrob or two, yeah. who was in uh, our Charlie Chan film we saw. You're talking about Richard Hatch? Um, yeah. Yeah. Not to be confused so, with the, the guy from The Survivor Show. And there was also Mr. Goodlooking. He was... Um, Sir Benedict? Uh, maybe. He was the blonde-haired one. He had a cool name. Gosh, I, gosh we're really going back now. Dirk Benedict is not a cool name? Uh, no, in the show, in the oh. show, there was like Cleopatra and Apollo and this what? other guy. Uh, Twinkie, I, I just remember Twinkie. No, are you thinking of? Are you thinking of B to 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 here we go. Whoa. Yeah, so she's finally pulling it together in the the uh, tortoise is impressed. Uh, but the, you see it's not perfect yet. Bonk. They, they cut to the tortoise because they don't want to show the crash because it costs so much money. So they're talking about why are they making it, uh, the radio announcer's like, why are they making an exit of 40 to this dump? And the father's getting all offended, and the kid's like, he's right, this is a nowhere town. Is it? It must be a nowhere town. Nothing to do, this whole town lived here my whole you know, life. In the Cars movie, he was on his way to a race in California, and he broke down, and he ended up in that Arizona town right. with Paul Newman. That's the plot to guess, Doc Hollywood, right? Dr. Hollywood? Yeah. Yeah. With Michael J. Fox? No. That is the same uh, basic plot, isn't it? He's driving it? To, to... Doc Hollywood? Yeah, he's driving to Hollywood, and he gets broken down in some Arizona town. To and, be a yeah. plastic surgeon? And they make him a general practitioner, the judge does. Yeah, right. Doesn't make any sense. That's that's right. The cars, too. It was a judge, and he had to redo the road, and he messed up. Well, he was Lightning McQueen. Right, right. And and he was going to go race in Hollywood, and his car breaks down, and then some shenanigans happen. It's a the Owen Brothers guy, Luke, or... No, it's uh, Owen. Oh, what's their last name? Wilson. Owen and Luke Wilson. That's it. That's it. And don't forget Andrew uh, Wilson, their other brother. Right. From we Church saw Ball. Church Ball. Church Ball. Which yeah. was a pretty good movie, I thought. I would love to watch Church Ball right now. Given, <laughs> yeah. Given Get away from this thing. I like oh, Church unreasonable. Everyone knows that. It's more like she's manipulating him, agreeing that the father's a jerk. Why don't you come work for me? Explore the world with your new GPS. Well, she's saying all the things he wants to hear. She's such a manipulator. She's a complicated villain. She really is. And, How so? You know, like, 
I, I, I mean, like, I don't think what Michael Sch- uh, Schlepp is doing is a good thing, you know, just sort of feeding off of the popularity of other films. But at the same time, he does make his own story. He doesn't do interesting things. He He's shameless about it. He doesn't hide the fact that he's pretending. Okay, check out this guy's hippie voice, his right. surfer voice. Right. Not looking like that. Huh? You need a makeover, a new paint job, decals, chrome, dude. Chrome, Why? Dude. I just got this paint. He's that turtle from Finding Nemo. Come on, Nemo, you gotta find your chrome, dude. Yep, because what he is is a stereotype. That's all it is. It's such a. He's like. It's not lazy. It's just not even lazy. It's just like, hey, dude, I'm a surfer. To, yeah, to make the cop Irish, to make. The- surfer dude it's it's just it's lazy writing it's not uh there's no thought in it and um okay so this guy's name is rally bodega and he was in autobots a car's life sparky's big adventure and he was in what's up he's another one of those who's just he's part of the michael spark, Schlepp plug. spark plug entertainment crew and this movie must have made money i mean they must have got a return for it I'm sure, yeah. They have a deal, a distribution deal with Walmart and Kmart, and you saw it on Stars. They got paid to do it. The guy's not a fool. It's just cheap, you know. It, I, I really think that he is quality enough. Well, I mean, I just slammed his writing, right, because it was, uh, you know, he's doing stereotypes. But I think that his villain is interesting. He's putting death in children's stories. <laughs> <laughs> like, this guy should do his own thing, you know? Yeah, but, he needs um, more. We need more entertainment with guns in it <laughs> for children. I just think that he should do, uh, maybe that's not so great, but I just, I know that this guy is a talented individual. Right. And he maybe he made his way by being a ripoff guy and now Mike I'm talking to you directly Michael Schlepp do it man do your own film uh, do your own story and Portrait of an Artist is a Young Schlepp you can do it isn't that a Dr. Seuss thing the Schlepp uh, yeah the Schlepp that, the Schlepp that wept the things you could think maybe it was I think it was the Schlepp that wept <laughs> Oh. This is a subplot I never explored with you. There's a little kid and the mother, and they really like Sparky. And so sometimes they come and Sparky, you know, he ain't Sparky. Yeah, and they get all happy. Yay. So, like, sometimes they come and Sparky was fired. Sometimes Sparky's here, and they get all happy. It's basically just to prop up that Sparky's a likable character and he's being misunderstood by the father, which is natural. Or maybe he should be uh, take the time to be more understandable to his dad. Huh? Why are you taking Sparky? That's what happens at the end, so that's what Yay. this is all leading up to. You know what I noticed? There's no, there's no son. What? There's no son. He is the son. No, 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 S-U-N. Sky is blue. Look, where's the sun? Where's the happy little the, fella? Where's the, the sun smiley yellow guy? It's always noon and the sun is directly above. Oh, here comes trouble. She's trouble. Diesel. Your father again? He's unreasonable. Join my team. 
Don't yeah, listen. there's a catch, all right. Yeah, herpes. The catch is we have to sit through it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, this movie's only an hour and 20 minutes, right? Um, uh, it's 88 minutes. Yeah, it's an hour 20. And yeah, you're right. It's an hour 20. We're practically done. I think you were done right from the start. Yeah, you um, know what? It's because I picked I picked that racist little movie, and I just having two old white guys trying to be ironic about you know seventies ironic racism. It's just yeah. not it's just not worth it. It's racist. We we get it. Yeah. So I picked this movie's always been in my back pocket ever since I watched it on TV, and I just can't do it, man. Whoa. So basically now the blue car's got his nerve and he's like, why don't we get a cup of lube or something? And uh, she's all depressed because Shaft uh, is not returning. Yeah. Well, she tried out to get an emoji and they rejected her face. So uh, now he's getting yelled at his boss. I have to get back to work. I have. She goes, I know, you have to leave. Everybody does. And she drives off. No, wait, is that Sparky that she rejected? That's someone else. No, that is Bumper. Oh, look, I want to say Bumper is uh Wait, ugly. no, Bumper's the girl. Bumper is the girl. Oh. Her name's Denise... Denise Finnell Benelli. And she was in the coffee shop. She was in Leaving L.A. in 26. She was... In filthy rich, filthy Uncle Phil. So okay, he enough, is not enough. Part These of are movies career. that don't exist. Okay, just as much as this movie doesn't exist. Leaving L.A. You've never heard Leaving L.A. Uh, you never heard of Leaving L.A. There's no such movie as Leaving L.A. Wasn't it the one with uh, Nicholas Cage and uh, is uh, a drunk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take again. Leaving L.A. That's not a real movie. Leaving Las Vegas, no nuts. Oh, okay. Leaving L.A. It's not a... Oh, it's Gee Whiz. It came up as a song. Uh, America Drama Television Series that aired from April until June of 97. Well, I guess that counts as a movie. It's only been up for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that was a short run. Yeah. Okay, you're right. She, she's, she hasn't been very successful. Pilot. Okay, well, where, where Sean Schimmel, Anywhere the but father... Here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm leaving L.A. Um, and then here's and a serious conclusion. Louisiana. Episode two. Wow, I'm in Melpitas. <laughs> the end. The, the series finale, episode two. Um, the father, who sounds like John Mulaney, I think his name's Sean Schimmel, he's he's known for his work on Dragon Ball Z, Battle of Gods, Dragon Ball Z, Resurrection oh. F, and uh -huh. Dragon Ball Z, K. Z Kai in 2009. Oh, great. Well, I, this yeah. isn't a comic book convention. I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, right. Dragon Ball P. Do you like Dragon Ball P? No. I. Why would I? Well, you're into P. Uh, Mike, not on the... I mean, that's strictly on the weekends. Mike. Oh, right. It's yeah, not, you're a weekend warrior when it comes to I'm not the, shower, the urine play. But what about like Dragon Ball Z and uh, just those movies, those TV shows in general? You no, know, uh, that's the one. It's a Pokemon attempt, you know, because it has the card game and there's a. No, I'm not interested in that. I mean, I'm not 13. It's not, Dra Dragon Ball's been around longer than Pokemon. 
has? Yeah, man. That's been around since the 80s. I'll take your word for it. So is Pokemon. No, Pokemon is 90s, man. That's 20 years old. Turtle, turtle. Keep talking. I got to check the latch. Good idea. Okay, so audience, now uh, it's um, he's now working for Diesel, and it's time to get his pay of $40. And so she goes, hey, why don't you get a lube job? And he goes, oh, that feels good. And so they're servicing him now. Uh, and what will be the rub is that she's actually charging him. That feels kind of good. Kind of feels kind of good. Wow. What's in this stuff? Yeah. It's probably illegal. Air freshener. Air freshener. What the? What's that smell? Hi. Don't you feel like you're driving through the house? Wax. Hey. <laughs> the wax tickles him. Okay, okay. That's enough. You look fantastic. Now he's got his lube, he's got his wax, he's got his air freshener, and all of this he doesn't know is costing money. Time to pay Sparky 80 bucks for the day. 80 bucks for the day. Okay, we start with 80. Start and the oh wax is 30 bucks. Why? Four star value is 40 bucks. What? Oh. What's happened? Yeah, what's happened here? He says, like, okay, I work today. Time to give me my 80 bucks. And then she goes, okay. Hey, you need a lube job. And she, like, starts doing all this work on him. And then at the end, you know, which is implied free. I mean, she didn't say anything. Yeah. And now it's like. You owe me $10, Sparky. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's good writing. This guy is good. This guy's good. He's bad, and he's good. Yeah. Like, there's no reason for this movie, but since it exists, you might as well make it good. So every time he goes to work for her, he works the day, and then somehow she zings him for a charge, and he ends up owing her. Oh, so he has to work the night shift? No, the day's over, and he's with the dad. Yeah. Where? At Diesel's. I got air freshener. Oh. Valve goo. Valve goo. Son, how much did all of this cost? Ninety bucks. This stuff didn't cost people more than ten bucks. Ninety bucks. She tried to fucking rip you off at ten bucks like that? Fuck that shit. Ninety bucks. You know how much something in our universe would pay for 90 bucks? Yeah. Yeah. The car's in China. That's so... This is a strange movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think cars, the Pixar movies, ever talk about cash. Right? They never be like, let's go to Italy for the race. I don't know. The airplane ticket's $40. Yeah, um... Well, there was all that stuff about, uh, what'd you call his name? Flash Mangoon. What was his name? Oh, it's Steve McQueen. No, Lightning McQueen. Lightning McQueen. It's, there's all that stuff about, you're a star, you're a big deal, you know, you have these TV deals. So I guess the money's just implied. Right, but they never, they never gave a dollar amount in the, the Cars movies. They never said, oh. <laughs> what's his name? Crafts Mangoon? What's his, <laughs> what's his name? And his friend Tater. If I'm oh, yeah. lying, I'm crying. If I'm lying, I'm, I'm crying. I'm a stereotype. 
Oh my God! Did you see him in the toilets in Japan? It was so embarrassing. He's like, check out, there's a water squirting up here. <laughs> oh, now that's like Europe's bidet, but in in Asia, you squat to poop. Right. They have a different world over there. But they my have, kid went to Thailand. But they were making and, jokes of like Japanese toilets, you know, like how they have like these these fancy toilets that will uh, play mm-hmm. music and squirt water up there. It is, Isn't it, it Mater? Mater? Yeah, tater, right? The tow truck. Yeah. Okay, so now this car has been on a diet of diesel's gas, and um, he doesn't feel so... Oh, oh, it's the big date. It's the. I mean, it's the big ask out. Ooh, I'm so nervous. <laughs> Good. So is the blue car the guy and the red yeah. car is the girl? Yeah, it's sort of purple, right? Yeah. My So he's going to invite her to the circus, I think, Right. on there's Friday. A there isn't much else to do. Do you want to look at some cacti? <laughs> Mobiles Cacti. Dash, that's his name, Dash. Oh, from The Incredibles, Dash? What? The Dash from The Incredibles? Dash, I don't know. I, uh, Dash is the name of a car that she's hung up on. It's also the name of the little boy. But you know what, Zipper? Uh-huh. I have to open myself to the possibility of meeting Mr. Wright. Blah, blah, blah. Dash is also uh, a hyphen. What do you mean? <laughs> well, it's a character. Uh, it's an ASCII character on your keyboard, Dash. <laughs> right, gotcha. It's a hyphen. Well, you know what I say. Don't believe the hyphens. Don't believe the hyphens. <laughs> don't believe the hy- Use abused. <laughs> don't, don't believe the hyphens. Don't believe the hyphens. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that's the best joke I can Use muster. Use abused. I still refuse to blow a fuse. Nice. Yeah, boy. Don't believe the hyphen. <laughs> don't, 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 don't believe the hyphen. Nice. Well, I'm that glad we really got something. a great, great band, man. Oh, yeah. So-called Chosen Frozen. What was it? A crucifixion so, ain't no fiction. So-called frozen, <laughs> Chosen Frozen. Apologies given no, to whoever course. needs them. But they still got me like Jesus. You're right. Yeah. That's right. That was when What's they What's his had. name? Chuck D? Chuck D, that's it. Now, of course, I'm the whitest white boy, so I never heard of them until uh, Do the Right Thing. Right. But that's all I needed to hear was that um, Fight the Power song to, like, well, you didn't Google things back then. I don't know how it happened, but I absolutely got into Public Enemy. And I, it was like, I got the record Fear of a Black Planet. Yeah, that's and I was great... like, yeah, I, I have that. I, I have that. Oh, you have a little Fear of a Black Planet? That's a great album. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so something's happening. I'm sorry. I wish it'd be a better movie show. It's uh, basically she's buying the circus. The and... I need to talk to you Leave right away. Officer Clutch, I need to talk to you right away. Leave your message after the tone. Four Star Depot is engaged in all sorts of illegal activity. That's the running gag. The cops never there. That's pretty funny. <laughs> 
Listen, I, I want to just, uh, saying, Michael, I just want to uh, say something to Michael Schleff. Yeah. And I know I've said it before, but Michael, Michael, you've got talent, dude. Michael, break out on your own. Get, you've made your money. You've made your money, right? Yeah. Now you have creative freedom. Make that Titanic Make a, 3. No, Michael, stop. No, Michael Schlepp, listen to me. Listen, don't Michael Schlepp, like, don't listen. Don't listen to Carl. <laughs> listen to me. It's a dead end. This thing, you're, gonna, you're, you're miring in mediocrity. Nobody's going to remember the name Michael Schlepp. Look, go to Bear Lizard Radio and listen to them rave about you. They spent 10 minutes on you complimenting listen, Michael, you. don't listen to my colleague, Carl. Watch the movie <laughs> Incredibles. Take notes and then come up with a movie called Incredibles 3. But the word Incredibles has quotation marks around it. <laughs> right. Yeah, the Uncredibles. That's what you are currently, Michael. Please, Mr. Schlepp. Hey, Mr. Schlepp. He's in New York. He's in New York. I could probably if find him. If you're listening, you should really make the really good dinosaur movie. You know what I'm saying? The really good dinosaur? Yeah. There you go. Um, Let's see, what's the opposite of Ice Age, right? Oh, yeah, Stone Age. Global Warning 3. <laughs> but the, the squirrel is after the, uh, the, the walnut. I heard a comedian, and I'm doing it, Carl, uh, who's here on Muni Radio, and said there were so many Ice Age movies, the most recent one took place during the present day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Might have been Land Before Time. A dinosaur movie taking place in the current day, it would be like an alligator. Uh, it would be birds, right? Wasn't there an alligator, uh, a modern-day dinosaur movie? Oh, well, it's Jurassic Park, I guess. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Now, he's uh, blue, who has his blue balls, is discovering that <laughs> uh, purple wants to go to the circus. So he's like, I'll get tickets. Really? I've never been. You should go. Uh, I should take you. Huh? Uh, you? Yes, I'll buy the ticket and uh, we should go together uh, to, to the circus. I like this movie. Uh, I don't know, Creeper. Most movies have like sound music playing behind the scenes, but not this one. Mm -hmm. Well, you just heard the bass line, right? That one? Yeah, that's exactly the one. Okay, there. Uh, this uh, Diesel has been running them out of business, and now here's the banker with the big, you know, like bad news. And uh, sure. Listen about this month's loan payment. Da da da. See, so he's feeling the pressure. They really should have got John Mulaney to do this. I don't At think they'd so. have the credit. Do you think John Mulaney would have done it? No, of course not. I mean, I don't know him personally. Maybe a paycheck's a paycheck, but no, somehow I don't think he would have done it. I don't think it. a paycheck from these guys is going to be worth that much. I don't think Sparkplug's going to be like, here's 50000 Well, Trixie from Speed Racer did it. Trixie from Speed Racer? Oh, yeah, she... <laughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, I didn't realize. Oh, all right. Oh, donate. Oh, oh, Trixie from Speed Racer, eh? The original, no less. <laughs> yeah, the original. Do you think, like, during the break, he's like, I should have been Rocky the Squirrel. Fucking June Foray took my shit. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. Oh, no, she's talking about June Foray again. Fucking oh, Smurfette kiss my ass. But I don't think that, um, you, like you were saying last show, I, kids won't get... Uh, I don't know, kids, but 
you know, a 25-year-old, these references, Bullwinkle, what's that, you know? Well, it's, a, it's a float in the parade on Thanksgiving. Yeah, no, it was a movie starring uh, Robert De Niro and uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Uh-huh, Bullwinkle. You ever see that live-action Bullwinkle? Yeah, it was terrible. I was in Chicago when they were filming that, and we were on this boat uh, going through those canals they have there, and we had to stop and wait for 40 minutes as they launched. Do you remember the car launches over the water? Among many things, yes. <laughs> yeah, so we... we, we 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 didn't even get to see it. It was like around the corner. Did you we see had Bullwinkle? to wait while they filmed that. What's scene. Bullwinkle like? Was he nice? Did in he person? Your, yeah, in person. Did he sign your autograph. <laughs> he snubbed me. He snubbed me. I Fucking don't know. Nice. He turns up his nose, and all you see is that weird mouth he has. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and his pal, man, what a drug addict. Yeah. <laughs> That's really true. Being his friend was really a moose steak. <laughs> He's a I junkie feel. too. He's like, "Hey, Rocky, watch me pull a clean needle out of my hat." <laughs> you know, I, th- th- nobody will be getting what we're talking about. Even the live-action film we reference, people won't know. That live-action film consisted of like Whoopi Goldberg going, "You're you're the moose. I loved your show growing up." I mean, that was the actual dialogue. Everyone recognized. Yeah. It was that uh, fearless leader wanted to make shitty, bad entertainment on TV that idiots will like. And Rocky and Bullwinkle. It was a Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, it was for little kids. I think it, I think some of it. Like I, I tried to watch it in earnest. I mean, I thought it, I was very excited. There was a live action Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, me too. I went to it, and it was terrible. Yeah. Uh, I think that De Niro played Boris. No, he played uh, fearless leader. Oh, okay. it was Jason well, Alexander. Was Boris in the- Okay, wait. I have to tell you now. The turtle is in the car. Oh, the tur- yeah. He's inside of her. <laughs> so that little head. subplot, she's finally figured out how to jump the ramp successfully, and now the turtle goes for a ride every time. The tortoise, I should say. Turtles are in water, and tortoise. Uh oh, cop is here. Oh, finally. <laughs> is on a one-car crime spree. I'm here to investigate complaints of watered-down gas. That must be an Italian car. So many customers. So, I didn't tell you a little plot point earlier. When Sparky was in the employee of the father, he was always coming up with little ideas like uh, webcams so that people would know if the station was full or closed, right? So, in the middle of the night, uh, the little minions of Diesel watered down the gas, and then Diesel whispered in the cop's ear, he's got watered down gas, exactly what she's guilty of. He's testing the water now, uh, testing the gas now, and, right. and confirms Is that uh, our hero, the dad, Fender, see, he gets booted. Oh, the cops put a boot on him? It's degrading. Yeah. It's degrading. So he's getting, the accu- you know, accused of the crime that she commits. Uh, she's a complex villain, and she's good. And uh, Michael Schlepp. Michael Schlepp. <laughs> this, ev- this movie's evidence. You're bigger yeah. than this, man. You can do it. Here's the movie. You, you, it's you called branch out on your own. Frozen 2. You release it the same time <laughs> Frozen 2 comes out. Listen to me, Michael Schlepp. Yeah, right. It there's, could be like... Uh, there's roses. 
And it's the second time you made this. Frozen 2. Well, Not frozen. Like, what would it be? Like, lukewarm? No, like... Uh, <laughs> Ice cold. What would... <laughs> really cold. Yeah, right. Ice, a really cold. Really two. cold, too. Yeah. 32 degrees, too. <laughs> okay, so now car's going to get rejected. Dash might be coming on Friday. Let's go Saturday. I'll just exchange the... He got I'm friends proud of you. Yeah, he was a little prat. Uh, don't you're not going to put up with that. Oh, I would have. I would have handled it much differently. I would have said, "I'm taking these circus tickets and a couple of prostitutes, and we're going to the circus." <laughs> Give me that ticket back. Prostitutes like circuses. You should know. They do because there's prostitution rings, circus yeah. rings, circus rings, prostitution rings. So the bank is going to like foreclose and she's going to get the property and she's knocking down the, okay. So now uh, Sparky is letting it be known that he's got them on tape, watering down the gas. She's busted. Okay. This is the last straw. Calling the cops. You the can you get it? You get the joke? Yeah, because 911 is a joke. I know who wanted to tell my dad. 911 is a joke. <laughs> See, what's funny is it is a literal callback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Right. When it takes uh, I did that, that in an open mic set. Uh, the joke didn't really... I, 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 I was telling my jokes, and then I said, I called my wife, but I got her voicemail, so I left a message. And then I went on with my jokes. And then later in the set, I said, my wife um, called me back. And then I go, that's the callback. <laughs> Some people chuckled, but it didn't. That was a callback to it your died. first joke when you called your wife. Yeah. yeah. Right, which wasn't a joke. It was just a call. And then I got a call back. And then I say that was the callback. And uh, people were just, I don't know. I appreciate, I appreciate your humor, Carl. It's keeping me awake right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look There's at you, been eight off. million jokes that have died at the open mic. Oh my God! Every week I write five minutes, and like three work. You know, so you keep them in the bucket, but uh, there's so many jokes that have not worked. My the God. worst is like you try a joke out, and not only does it not work, but people like remember that joke, and you're like, oh no, <laughs> don't Thanks. no, I tried it, didn't work. Don't remember it. Yeah, that's right. One time uh, I got a bunch of people together to watch Fish Burgers. They just happened to be over Tom Kroll's house. And remember that? I don't know if you remember it. You weren't on the show at the time. I, I go to the AP, ATM and it humiliates me because, you know, like I, I asked to take out $200 and it's like, uh, you need to get a job. Yeah, no, I, I've seen that. This is We're referring to a uh, public access television show shot in New Jersey 20 years ago. Yeah, I remember that. But I mean that 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 show had like Saddam Hussein fighting the Terminator, and I mean there were a million great bits in that Fishburgers episode. But the Tom Kroll's friends, every time they see me, they go, "Hey, yeah, I can relate to that ATM joke." That's the lamest joke. That's in the, the lamest. <sighs> we were playing tennis with like uh, the beach ball, and there was funny stuff in that 
you know, Sonny Feld, I, I slipped down the stairs in that episode and uh, don't remember my worst joke. I remember you falling down the stairs. That was pretty funny. And acting as if it's the best joke. So this is Diesel is like goading Sparky right now. Well, right now it's one more time he's going to get his pay. And could take a better paying job at one of my other companies. So he goes to get his pay, and it's once again, you owe, you owe, you owe. And he's like, I quit. And she's like, well, you can't quit. You owe me 40 bucks. And so now she's, you know, she's got Sparky by the ball. So she's offering Sparky a job at one of her other companies. It happens to be the circus. And Weird. we're going to we're all, we're leading up to the tragic moment at the circus. This is now, okay, this is now, where this is where uh, Dick Grayson Carr's parents get shot while they were doing a, and he becomes Bat Robin. Dick Grayson, right? Dick yeah. Grayson, that was Robin. That was Robin. He uh, was he was an acrobat's son, and he was at the circus. Right. But his parents, the Flying Grayson, said. Well, we don't want to pay this protection money that you're talking about. We're just good, honest acrobats. And Weasley McGee was like, okay, I'm going to cut the rope. <laughs> cut the rope. And then That's there was right. that, that Batman episode where Robin confronts Greasy. I'm going to punch your face in. Robin, don't do it. Come yeah. on, Batman, this is your dream. I know, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of bullshit. And then when that Robin became like Nightwing or whatever, he had to go to the circus and find another Robin or something. I was not a DC guy. I read the Marvel comics. I mean, I bumped into the DC ones and like there would be some, um, you know, how they would release the big books that were compilations sure. of that's, old. That's yeah, the ones so I catch up with. Right. Well, oh, you catch up, but I would be introduced for the first time, you know. That's how I knew action comics. and Right. Well, okay, so here they are at the circus and um, Purple Car has ditched uh, dash for Blue Ball's car, and the father's there in his boot and everything. Can I, can I ask you uh, a question? Yeah. When is this DVD menu going to stop so I can make a selection? Right. I, I've had enough of this. Can you take setup. Can you take the CD-ROM out of the fucking DVD player, please? So there's the banker. We have all of our cast assembled. Right, all twelve of them. Now we find out that she's bought the circus and she's not going to have this traditional act that they all love with the spinning cups and everything. She's going to have Sparky and the traditional act, Delilah. Well, you'll see in a minute. But why? It's like a death-defying Why, scene. oh, why? Delilah. Oh, here we go. What? And we're going to have Sparky here suck his own dick. What? what? Whoa. Get out of here. I got to see now, this. No, I wanted to see Otto Cunningalingus. <laughs> you're going to show me. Otto Felicio. It's a car <laughs> blowing himself. <laughs> Which is something that's possible. Yeah. The Unlike Otto Cunningalingus. I guess you could do Otto Cunningalingus. You would just have to be I don't think you can reach. I mean, uh, I, I don't have the right equipment. But, okay, so they're on this. Um, treadmill. Yes. <clears throat> and they have to speed up because if they slow down, they'll go uh, backwards into the jaws of 
Yes. Ooh, with vertical sideways closers to make it even more intimidating. And so this is what uh, Michael Schleff has given us, gasp in a kid's show. Uh, it's more apparel. This is nothing that you haven't seen Penelope go through. It's like those cliffhangers, like those serial movies. Um, you might be right about Penelope because she was like tied to the track. Yeah. No, but that was live action uh, silent movie stuff. Uh, well, Penelope Pitstop was Penelope Pitstop from Wacky Oh, that Races. is what you're talking about? No, the, I was talking about perils of, I, was, I was thinking more perils of Penelope The old, like, silent movie thrills Perils of perli- uh, Perils of Okay, but that wasn't a cartoon uh, No, it wasn't But it was the same idea Like, it was meant for kids And I don't know if those old-timey movies were meant for kids But they just, they hit the They became part of kids' culture no, it was well. They did like Channel Nine after uh, Channel Nine. Saturday morning cartoon. Well, they would do like they would say, "Well, it's an old timey movie. It's for kids. It's a silent movie. Silent movies are for kids." And you know, right. So that's why you. Okay, so there's a button that stops the treadmill, and the father is trying to save his son's life. And do you remember that for no reason explosive material at the gas station? Yes, you mentioned that. Why? What yeah, does that have so to do with this scene? Michael Schlepp is going to save them from death by doing a massive explosion in a children's movie. Listen, Schlepp, don't listen to Carl. I want to see <laughs> Spider-Stan into the Spider-Stan-verse. Right, Spider-Stan-verse. Okay, so here comes the toxic explosive chemicals barrel rolling the gas pumped, listened to the dad, and rolled it. That truck with the chandelier candles, that's the banker? No, the banker's the blue car. That chandelier one I sort of overlooked. He's part of that surfer dude situation. Uh, Now watch, he's going to flick it. Why doesn't it blow up when he's flicking it? Because those are some strong fins. But right, when they hit the machinery, it instantly blows up. Boom! Gnarly! Catch Everybody's a wave. Saved. Yeah. Well, the kid- I might be wrong about that candelabra car. It might be part of the circus. I wish my brother uh, George was here. Do you think they moved the camera to, to, for the explosion? Because yeah, of- they shook the camera, right? <laughs> yeah, same buddy. <laughs> they were filming the, the 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 monitor screen, and they shook the camera. Uh, hey. Oh, so this is her. She she's gonna get her come up and sound. Yeah, she was spoiled, but now they're tearing it down. Right, they're destroying his fifty-year sign. Been up for fifty years. What does She's that even mean? Is it Sonoka? How can they see it in the tent? I don't know. Because that was outside. Oh yeah, there's a little right. The box. tent was it was it was far away. It was a long drive, and then somehow it, it's now next. To the gas station. I don't understand that, but and look, they're chopping up the gas station like using violence. Look, he's got a gun. Yeah. Incho. For poisoning my gas. Oh, right now he's saying I'm arresting Diesel, and they're like, 
for this, for that, for all these crimes. He goes, no, her registration has expired. It's a funny <laughs> Her plink single is broken. Right. Boom. Now we're getting our epilogue. Boom. I'm playing the cars on this freeway. Boom. Boom. The Doppler effect. Uh, Sorry, I about the boat. Oh, he is a boyo. Yeah. Officer Irish now, Car. The ramp has been opened, and Sparky's got his wish. He can now. This car's like, give me your healthy gas. And the gas pump, who I didn't tell you about the setup, he doesn't yeah. want to be alone. Right. They took uh, Diesel's gas pump, and now he has a friend. A girlfriend. Oh. So Sparky got his chance to go on the highway because they opened up Route 40. And now he can go like 70 miles per hour, one of his big dreams. And he's going to come back and go, eh, it was a little boring. <laughs> oh, now we're, now we're going to see the good kids' ramp stuff pay off. Okay, cool. father-son uh, resolution. I guess you were right about a bunch of stuff, Dad, and I just had to find out for myself. I should have listened to you all along, that kind of thing. All right. I just got my, uh, I just refilled my prescription while on the phone. So this is a bit of uh -huh. very productive movie. Very good. Very yeah. good. So getting your to-do list done. Yeah, hey, you could thank my low blood pressure because of this movie look at this how did they even draw it where did they get the kids where do they have the car you know see holding a crayon <laughs> so now it's like would you ride with me with me until the scrap needs to a fart oh he said fart that it's like a fake wedding thing yeah you know? like, would dude, you be my partner on the road yeah until we fart I don't know. It's weird that they know wedding vows or that they fart. I've heard cars backfire. Okay, here's finally the payoff of the ramp. They're going to kick those British claymation cars' ass. Whoa! Is there a turtle in there? No. There should have been. Yeah. A little payoff would have hurt. Right. It really... I don't know what you're thinking, Michael Schlepp, but... I know what you're thinking, right Michael Schlepp. 1.01 Dalmatians. <laughs> yeah, remember Ten... Disney itself did 105 Dalmatians? Yeah. They're going to make a coat. Right. It was a coat and then like a... Oh, here we go. Well, thank you guys. We did it. We talked over a movie. <laughs> Starring Corrine Orr, who was Trixie. Animated by Michael Schlepp, see him at the bottom? Who? Corvidal. Oh, James Vidal. Uh, James Vidal, the brother. 
background by nobody. By Getty Images. Wow, Carl, we did it. Yeah. We watched. I don't know if you're proud, but uh, I'm proud. I'm not proud. <laughs> what do you think of that? Oh, my God, the end credits are even cheaper than the movie. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of um, uh, Carl's life, too? I think that it shows Michael Schlepp's potential as an independent individual. And uh, I think that this should be his, uh, uh, you know, he should come out of the chrysalis and turn into a butterfly now, I feel. Well, that's a really good, that's a really good point. <laughs> He's been germinating in there for a long time. There's time been so out. many Pixar movies released since this. I have, where's Wall <laughs> F? Uh, <laughs> yeah, where's Wall F? <laughs> Good one. Let's just slept. Keep Not doing where, what you're doing. Oh, you're thinking of where Waldo. Uh, what was that movie called? Oh, Wally. Wally. That's right. Wall F. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. There's the movie Brave. We could do like uh, Braver. <laughs> yeah. Um, Brave. What? Milan, right? Yeah. Uh, My I can't lawn. think of what. My lawn. It's a girl. My lawn. <laughs> wow. We got. We have notes. Michael Schlepp uh, he used to talk yeah. to us. Listen, Michael Schlepp, Good job. Good job. This he was keeps a good job. That. I mean, it's you know. <laughs> I'm telling you, Mike, you come out on your own. I'll support you. Uh, I live right here in Jersey, very close to Manhattan. I will <laughs> get your back, buddy. <laughs> uh, you could do Waterman. Well, all right. I am so glad. Yeah, you could come by and do Carl's show about a stream of water as a, is he a <laughs> cop or a private detective? He is. Uh, well, that's the thing. He's a cop. And then the pilot episode, he becomes a superhero. That it's his origin story Ooh. without telling his origin. It's very funny. You have a stream of water going inside a kitchen while smashing up shit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, it's all shot. It's in the editing stage right oh, now. Oh, I'm really excited. I'm excited. And I did, I did the voiceover stuff. And oh yeah, you're, uh, people say you're regular forward. Michael Schlepp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So moving forward, uh, next week's movie. I would like to do this film. Uh, I don't have a trailer, but I have a three-minute clip from Warner Archives. It's a movie from 1980 called Simon. Okay, 1980. Yeah, Simon. Simon. Yeah. And like this Simon's is best. Alan uh, Arkin, who I think they they strip him of his humanity. They turn. They do an experiment where he ceases to be. I don't remember. So let's listen to this okay. clip. Alan Arkin. What yeah. what's what what do I search for? Simon preview clip, Warner Archives. Warner should find it. I'll wait for you. Okay, I'm ready, I'm ready. Right, that's it. Who I am and why I've been sent here to live among you. And the answer is This really is great, Alan Arkin, thank you. Things here are just not working out very well. Your jobs are boring, your food is bland. Your water's polluted and your relationships don't work. Is that not right? And the question is, how have things come to such a sorry state of affairs? I will tell you. There is too much bad stuff around. Bad food, <laughs> good, good. bad drink, bad art, bad ideas. Everything's all clogged up. So what we're going to do is we're going to get rid of all the bad stuff, and that will be a very good beginning. Now, I have your list.
list of things which I'd like written in the Constitution immediately, after which I promise you your lives will be less tense and more rewarding. One, Wallace Shawn all music in, in elevators, airports, restaurants, and other public rooms will cease immediately. Two, no more children or animals may be used to sell products. Three, lawyers who lose cases will go to jail with their clients. Nice. No doctor may write a diet book. Any doctor who does will immediately lose his license and become a dentist. Five. I think we don't really need a House of Representatives and a Senate. The Romans didn't have one, so let's just have a Senate, okay? Which reminds me, I think it would be a very good idea from now on all politicians who appeared in public wore a cone-shaped party hat. Not bad, huh? Six. Pollution. Anybody who owns a factory that makes radioactive waste has to take it home at night with him to his house. Seven. Good one. Anybody who says, I'm trying to get centered, you are invading my space, or far out, will be fined $50. Wow, that's a lot of money back then. I feel Simon is basically expressing the unconscious wishes of the public, basically. What are your feelings on that, Senator? Dick Cavett. <laughs> Dick, I think the fellow's dangerous. Dick Cavett, wow. Look, that politician was wearing a pointy hat. <laughs> Very good. Party hat. Ooh, he's on the cover of Rolling Stone and Hunter Thompson wrote it. Oh, he's in a lot of popular magazines. So Dick Cavett in person once, he was ancient. William Buckley. Yeah. So, this... Oh, you have to go more slowly. Because you're going to disturb Oh, I like that actor. You're upset, Carl. I understand. You like Carl? I just think we should meet and go over your material before you broadcast. I know his face. No, that's quite impossible. Why? Because now I have to speak with someone in authority. I'm in authority. Yes, Carl, of course you are. That's why I want you to set up a meeting with the president, the Chinese premier, Pope, Walter Cronkite. Oh, man. Oh, God, my sides. That Walter Cronkite reference really just... So that's the movie. It came out in 1980. Marshall Brickman, who uh, is best known for co-writing Annie Hall. Uh, he's also a noted filmmaker himself. Uh, wrote and directed this movie. I think it's like they convince a man he's an alien. Uh-huh. And it doesn't look good. But I'd never heard of it, and <clears throat> it came out in 1980. I shouldn't have remembered it. That, yeah, that's opposite your premise. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, I could always change the movie, but that's no, like, no, no, I like this Alan Arkin, Wallace Shawn. This want, is going to be good. It's a, but it's a comedy. We can't riff comedies. Well, uh, no, we can. Give me a us, chance. Give me a stop chance. us with the Cars Life too. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that has been our show. I hope you enjoyed the uh, the experience as much as we didn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, such a weird little movie but now I know what to expect when I go into see Cars Life 3 uh, we are L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T you can find us on Twitter on on your podcast everywhere around the internet and the world uh, Carl and I will be back next Sunday any exciting shows that people should know about? yeah that radio contest cancelled will I what? ever win? Yeah, so, technically so we're looking lost. forward to hosting Scotty's, that's all. Yeah, and actually my show at 8 o'clock on Monday is canceled. We have a new show. Aww. 
called like high times or something uh spirit something sounds good high spirits i believe it's called uh that's happening on monday at eight so no longer will i have to hang around the station on a monday night carl what a pleasure um i hope you had a good time thank you so much me too yeah same here and thank you audience as always and we'll be back next Sunday, 2 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm, and as well as the podcast LWAFLMOYT. See ya. Bye. Thanks, Mike. Thank Bye. you, audience. Bye-bye. Tigers. We fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers. We're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers. California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Harris, Harris Law Firm, LLP. 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. on a lark and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of français, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. Ah, let's watch a full-length movie on you.
Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-D. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Good morning. Top of the morning to you, Carl. Top of the morning to you there, Mike. Thanks for having me on your show once again. Jesus Christ, Carl. I just said the show is called L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. How could you be? Coast and a guest. How can you write the theme song we just heard? Produce, yeah. research a movie we're about to watch on yes. YouTube in the party. Interview a comedian who's probably from the Golden State, Garden State. Excuse me, <laughs> New Jersey from New yeah, Jersey. He is. He is. His name is Scott okay. yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> You're not a guest on the show. Anyway, our show is we watch a full length movie on YouTube with you. That's we and. Uh, Oh, I'm really excited. We do this every Sunday here at MutinyRadio.fm, where we stream first every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. What's up? If you're listening, hi. You <laughs> heard me waving at you first. You can subscribe to the podcast and hear me wave to you in the app later that day. Our podcasts can be found by searching L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Type that into YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel, which Carl, our guest, runs he syncs yeah. the movies with our shows it's a great way every week to hear our broadcast and we would love to, for you to donate to muni radio uh patreon uh venmo there's another one what's the other one they usually do like gofundme the donate, GoFundMe. The donate, what is it called? The donate button and oh, there's a donate button radio app can we see it oh i didn't realize there's an app is that on your android uh no this is for iphone the classy people san francisco people have iphone well some of us uh, luddites have android listen androids are are from droids which is marin county which is lucasfilms so if you're from the bay area you have an android because you like star wars they had to pay didn't they have to pay lucas anyway we digress. Carl, what is the movie we're watching today? Today, we will watch Bad Guys, 1986, Bad right. Guys. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. But 1986, or you're going to get the fluffy Pixar latest, we're the stupid gang. We're going to, we're bad. We're going to be a criminal. Terrible. Well, we, yes, I... I told you all the neighborhood kids are surrounding me here at the station. We're excited to watch that new animated film, The Bad Guys, right? 1986. Yes, Bad Guys, 1986. That's what you put in. Oh, 1986. And we like the channel Bummer Summer. All right. Well, sounds good. We're going to be watching a live action movie called The Bad Guys, 1986. It's hosted by our good friend, Bummer Summer. Look for that YouTube channel. Find the link after you type in all that garbage. Hit it. Hit pause. Hit pause. Move the timer to zero, zero, zero. We're going to do a countdown, and you'll hit go at this so we can watch this movie at the same time. Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube. But we are also excited because we're joining, being, being joined by another person. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with... Josh Wells! Welcome, Josh! Hey, thank you for having me, Carl. It's great to be here, man. 
Now, uh, we have today invited you on because we're watching a wrestling movie and we know your love for wrestling. And this started what, late 80s? When, when did you get into it? Yeah, probably like mid to late 80s. Um, it was uh, the rock and wrestling period, they like to call it. There was a cartoon. It was like Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, and uh, Macho Man, Junkyard Dog, all those legends. And uh, it was you know, Hulkamania. I remember Hulk Hogan body slamming Andre the Giant at uh, WrestleMania 3 in the main event. And that was a big deal, you know, like uh, it just the, the way they built it up, that was this impossible task. And uh, I've kind of been a fan ever since. It all starts with Hulkamania, though. Yeah, definitely. And that was what? In your preteen years, your teen years, your early 20s? When did you, you know, fall in love? I was probably like six or seven when I first first really started getting into wrestling. All right. So you yeah. know the 80s wrestling then. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm pretty yeah, I'm pretty ver well ver mostly in WWF stuff. I, I wasn't a big NWA guy. I mean, I was you know six seven. I wasn't really watching Harley Race and steel cage matches or anything. Now, as you know, I sell these wrestling magazines on eBay. I gave you one once, and it seemed like it was an '80s magazine. It seemed like it was too early for you but i guess no do you still have that magazine yeah somewhere i, I think what hulk hogan was on the cover hulk hogan was probably right. on the cover of every wrestling magazine for like three or four years there in the 80s um the ones that have hulk hogan on sell pretty quick you yeah. know the other ones linger they always do sell though oh what's kind of cool about those magazines is they report on everything that's happening pro wrestling and so like i actually kind of like looking at old things because like i was just a wwf kid you know um I wasn't like I didn't have like that teenage nerd uh, energy yet to go out and watch all these different. So to go back and read that, you get to see what Ric Flair was doing at the right. time, or Ricky Steamboat outside of WWF, and there was like all this other great pro wrestling stuff going on. But you know, I was, I was a kid, so it, it, it missed me a little bit. I, I know so much about uh, '80s wrestling, and I never watched a match. It's yeah. just getting ready to prep these books for eBay because they go. Right. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you know, it's kind of a golden era, the uh, 80s wrestling. Now, there are many wrestlers in this film, but Sergeant Slaughter is the main wrestler. He plays himself in the film, so you must know him from the 80s, late 80s. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he. Uh, I know him from, like, two different things, uh, from, from wrestling, and but also from G.I. Joe. He was in... He was in... They, he, he, he was in a cartoon. They made him a character, but then he would also do like these weird promos at like in the middle, like when they would go to commercial breaks to come back, and it would always be like these like very patriotic uh, messages for kids. I guess <laughs> looking back, it's almost like indoctrination. But yeah, so Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, was, right. Yeah, I mean, if you were like an eight year old, he was super popular. You'd watch him wrestle on Saturday afternoons, and then you'd see him in GI Joe. I had his action figure for GI Joe, not <laughs> for WWF. So. Now, he is like Americana, he's a sergeant in the military, but in, what is it, 89, 90, during the Gulf War, what happened? He flipped yeah, he, there. Yeah, he takes a heel turn. So during the Gulf War, you know, WWF, WWF as topical as they are, uh, he turns into a turncoat and he starts wrestling with like these two Iraqi soldiers, generals or whatever, and... Uh, he had a pretty high-profile feud with the Ultimate Warrior, you know, and and even Hulk Hogan, you know. It was like America's Greatest Heroes versus Turncoat Sergeant Slaughter. He was he was the champion for a while as a villain. As a villain. Yeah, coming in with this strong... 
his like defense of Iraq probably lasted longer, a little longer than the actual Gulf War. <laughs> well, he would have had a cash cow. He's milking, right? He had a yeah, role. Yeah, he yeah. was playing. He wasn't going to let that go. Yeah, I mean, it was great because I mean, it was. I mean, they were booing him out of <laughs> the building. So, like, I mean, you know, as if you're trying to play a villain, that that's the dream, you know, to come up with that thing. It's the anti-American during a war. It was, uh, during a yeah, and you're such an icon of America to fight. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was incredible. It was uh, an incredible uh, heel turn. Now, you are a stand-up comedian. This is true. Yeah. But you also are a reverend off of the internet. And you officiate weddings. And I think one of your weddings was associated with wrestling, right? Yeah. Uh, so by the way, I'm officiated to two different online churches, the Universal Life Church and uh, the Dudist Church, which is based on the Big Lebowski. Uh, anyone could do it. Anyone could become a, an ordained minister and do weddings, especially in New Jersey. The, the rules are really loose in New Jersey. Um, but anyways, I, I digress. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I officiated a wedding uh, outside of MetLife Stadium. There was a WrestleMania there. And we had like a tailgate party. And I just put a feeler out there like to see like in, in Facebook group wrestling fan groups. If, if anybody was like going to get married, I would totally do it outside of <laughs> WrestleMania. And I found a couple, and they they, they, they were into it. And uh, I, I wore a ref shirt because I was the officiant, right? Uh, uh, the bride was dressed as Ronda Rousey because she was in that year's WrestleMania. And uh, and the groom dressed as Ric Flair. And it was amazing. It was – I as long as I've been doing stand-up comedy, I've never been part of something so so energetic. Like, as soon as – we were in the middle of a parking lot. As soon as everyone around us in the parking lot knew what was going on, Everyone just had their cell phones up. I never, I felt like, I felt famous for a second. Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. we were surrounded by people with cell phones in the air and they were going, it was so much fun. They were doing uh, wrestling chants during it. And it's just absolutely, I've, I probably officiated like nine or 10 weddings. Absolutely the most fun of them. My apologies to anybody. Yeah, right. I officiated for it has to be the best. Now, you you are um, a stand-up, but you are one of the older stand-ups. You know, I'm with you on that, a little right, older. And we're surrounded by these children in their 20s, right? Yeah. Late 20s, maybe. is, But you seem to hold your own with them in a way that I just can't handle. Yeah, I, I, I say that they keep me young. I, I, I love hanging out with young comics because, yeah, I just feel like uh, it, it, it stops me from feeling like an old fuddy-duddy, I guess. I don't know. How to, you know, I mean, look, I got like a baby Yoda behind me. I, you know, like I'm, I'm still <laughs> kind of a big kid and uh, yeah. and I'm a night owl. I like to stay out late. So, you know, it, the, the youngins in comedy like this. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be drinking beers with, you know, the comics in their 20s, hanging out, having a good time. So uh, I love it. the bar with them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, I granted, you know, I wake up in rougher shape than they do, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's good fun. Yeah, I remember one night you talking about how you didn't drink and you woke up with a horrible headache and you were like, that's not fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah, didn't I like, hear this. <laughs> yeah, I like to take a month off from drinking every year and like I always get like a headache in that month and I'm like, this is, no, that's, I, I'm not drinking. I should have no headaches for the whole month. Now, as an older comic, this means that you've got more of a brain than these youngsters, and you've turned that into becoming a comedy producer, putting on comedy shows pretty regularly. Tell me about that. Uh, yeah, so I co-produce uh, the Hell Yeah Comedy Show uh, with uh, with the very talented Aaron Wahlberg as my co-producer. Um, uh, it's, it's once a month in North Bergen, New Jersey, at a place called Wawa Social Club. 
Uh, it's a cool little place. It's like it's kind of like a private place. It's like a private club for yeah. people to hang out and drink at a bar. But uh, they allow us in to do comedy shows. They have a showroom upstairs from their bar. And it's really cool. It's got a DIY, do-it-yourself vibe. Um, we, we try to make it uh, – we try to give it a bit of a party vibe, as much of a party vibe as you can have at a comedy show. Uh, we try to make it, you know, bright and cover. We have like bright back. We have like a bright background. Uh, we try. You know, we give out candy. Um, yeah. We have edibles with secret ingredients in them. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to fully explain what I mean. <laughs> it's a now. very legal secret ingredient. Yeah, yeah. And we have an open mic after. We get a ton of local comics coming through. It's always on a Friday, so it's it's just a good time. I'm always. I, that's one of those nights. I'm I'm hanging with the young comics till like two right. in the morning, and we have a good time. It's, uh, it's uh, and they're often themed, you know, uh, whatever is the, you know, if it's Halloween, if it's uh, fall, you, I mean, if it's Christmas, I mean, they're often themed, you know, because you'd go through them once a month. Yeah. And I think it's a really great hook. Uh, and I think you might have made it up on your own to have an open mic after the show because that really attracts audience. L most of the audience are normal people, but comedians come and beef yeah. up your audience because they know what's coming after. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And uh, I mean, I, I think that like a Friday night, Mike, and we start late. The show starts at like 930. We want to start at nine. We never do. Uh, yeah. It, Mike uh, doesn't the start poster says one thing. The reality says. Yeah. yeah. So our mic doesn't start till 1130, which actually I think works in our favor because a lot of comics, you know, even book comics, they're, they're out doing shows, but they're like, oh, I can catch this late night mic after the show I'm on. That's uh, right. So, we almost always get like a really good turnout for the mic. So uh, I I think it's because it's fun. It's a Friday night. You know, it's, it's like you're doing comedy, but you're also hanging out. Now, I got booked on that show once, but I was lucky to get on that show another time. I had just come from the after, uh, for the mic after. Yeah. I had about five minutes of material ready to go. And you said, look, Carl, uh, we're a little short. Can you can you start, uh, you know, can you open for us, but just keep it down to five minutes? I was like, perfect. I'm ready to go. And yeah, it was well, good. That's uh, part of our secret is we like to give away two guest spots every show if we can. Oh. Uh, and we usually give them the comics on the day of. We don't do any prearrange it. Like me and Aaron, like we kind of just look out for comics that we love. And if they come, if there's a comic we, we both love and, and they're there early, we'll usually go up to them like, hey, do you want to do five? Uh, sometimes we do ask them to go first because no, it's hard to make comics. Yeah. I love going first, by the way. I'll, I'll go first a lot. but We share that in common, yeah. man. I, I I think the room is cold, even though yeah. a host has gone up and done some jokes. I think the room is cold and the tone of the night has not been set yet. Right. That's why I love to go first. because Yeah, you, you get to set the tone. Um, uh, I'm really into that, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's almost... Uh, anything can happen you know but if you have a great set then uh it's like you you did something good for the whole team you know like when the first comic kills uh, it just it, it makes the rest of the show so much easier for all the other comics now josh how can people find you out there on social media on the internet on the snap chats and the instagrams and yeah instagram and twitter uh you can follow me at josh ain't funny uh, and then I have a, I have a, a, a newsletter because I'm old, a newsletter, not a podcast. It's a, a joshwells.substack.com. Uh, check that out. Uh, I'm very proud of my uh, little newsletter. I, once a week, I don't spam your inboxes, just one and done. 
Uh, yeah, I too, I am I am subscribed, and it gives me a lot of conversation fodder to right. speak with you about when I bump into you out there. That's kind of one of my favorite like side effects of the newsletter is that uh, people who do read it, and I and but I know them personally. Like uh, when I see them, public, brain. yeah, we have <laughs> you know people like spout some opinion I had about a movie I watched last week, and I'm like, oh yeah, that was in the newsletter. <laughs> duh. Okay, now. Josh, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie at the exact same time that we do here in the studio. So we're all going to press play together because we are aided by a celebrity comedian countdown. And that is you. So, Josh Wells, why don't you go ahead and give us that celebrity comedian countdown? Here we go with the countdown. Three, two, one, go. Oh, thank you, Josh Wells, noted wrestling fan and <laughs> New Jersey comedian. I noted him throughout the whole interview. I know. That's all he did note it. Oh, it's a Steven Spielberg movie. Oh, it's yeah, uh, this is movie. his brother, Joel Spielberg, who's uh, a ne'er-to-do-well. Uh, he's from Tel Aviv, quite frankly. I love when oh, movies yeah. just give you the title right up front. Adam Baldwin? Yeah, one of the Baldwin brothers. Real? Sure. Oh, okay. Michelle wanted in the Castro brothers. His name is Adam Baldwin, and he is related to the Baldwin brothers in the 1600s in England. Thank you, Ancestry.com. Wow, you really did your research. How much did you pay for that? Did they yeah, did the FBI you, follow Google. you? Thank you, Google. Sure, it was Google Page Six, you know. But thank you, Google. We should mention Carl has seen this movie, researched this movie. I, as an audience member, have yet to seen Bad Guys. Back and enjoy with your popcorn. <sighs> Sergeant Ooh, Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter, yeah. yeah. Or Sergeant Slaughter. Sergeant, yeah. Stolen Valor. Was he really a sergeant? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think he was an actor. I really don't know that, so I don't want to get my ass kicked. His name was um, Robert Remus. And okay. uh, yeah, he was the famous Sergeant Slaughter. And Josh Wells talks about him in the um, as a wrestling fan in the interview that there was a period in which he like it was the Gulf War, it was Desert Storm, and he was like, "I'm for the people of Iraq," and they're like, "What?" I mean, it blows your minds. The greatest American, and he, suddenly he became the enemy. And they like he he, he came out to support Iraq over them. Wow. <laughs> no. I mean, what a hook, right? Right. Well, this is before that. This is 85, 86. Yeah, no, no. As a matter of fact, throughout this film, they'll be chanting USA. Okay, so a guy's getting pulled over by the cops, and we quickly learn they're both cops. Why are you hassling me? We've got to get to... Look at the time. Come go, on. we got to go. These guys are bad guys. I can tell you right now. Oh, yeah. But not right now. They're supposed to be good guys. So... Oh. You can see that it's sort of like the open mic of wrestling, but a little better. We got right. a show. It's a bringer, you know? Well, there's more audience I've seen than a mic. Because it's a movie, you know? Right. It represents the... You start off with the ring and you end with the ring. I have a yeah. bad movie rule, Carl, and I think this movie yeah. is kind of on it. It's, it's the, the ringer. Well, if it's so bad before the end, the end credits end, before the opening credits end, then it's bad. Like, we just saw, like, a weird car chase for no reason. 
and now wrestling. Well, it was, you're right about that. It was supposed to be funny. Like it was supposed to emotionally bring you to, oh no, he's in trouble. And then, oh, he's, we're saved because we're meeting his friend. And it's now our movies kicked off. There's some bad jokes too. It, okay, yes, it's a bad film. But in the end, you'll be entertained. You'll see. Okay. Well, I, I, this is for any wrestling fan of the 80s and any wrestling fan of the 80s. From and well, of. This is like a step down from like WOR. Do you remember those days? Channel 9? Yeah, they had in- like an independent uh, wrestling show, right? Right. You would see wrestling on TV. Secaucus is only. The Secaucus League. Right. That's the kind of thing. <laughs> Live from the rooftop of WWR, Secaucus, New Jersey. It's rooftop wrestling. (laughs) Starring. Well, no, it would always be what we're seeing here, but from one camera angle. One camera angle and watch the wrestling the whole time. And it would be sort of black and white or palish, you know. And they just just turn the camera on. Live from wrestling. Here we go. (laughs) The announcing was very small, you know. They let the... Was it like stand, real wrestling? By real, I mean by the rules of wrestling, or was this kind of like showy wrestling? Uh, it was. Uh, it was both. It respected the rules of the league, but you know they were it. Uh, a divi- I don't know what the word is, but yeah, at the same time, is of course it's a show. They just want to show you a show. So you, but it was vaudevillian in the way that don't you remember? Didn't you ever sit down and watch Channel Nine wrestling for like? Late at I, night when you're supposed to be sleeping. I what did I watch on Channel Nine that I shouldn't have watched? Well, didn't they have a dance show where like old people dance and you were like, "This is creepy," but it, uh, it's weird. They move around. Pairs, <laughs> you know. I don't remember that, but that's great. <laughs> that is such a hook. Well, uh, so what yeah, we're seeing is people are talking. Guy's... I watched people are talking. Of course, people are talking. Yeah, or Joe Franklin. Joe Franklin, of course. Um, well, okay, so what we're learning is these guys are buddy cops, and one of them has a hobby of wrestling, okay? And look how crazy it can get. This is like in the beginning of the movie Made, when John Favreau and Vince Vaughn are wrestling, uh, fighting, boxing together, sparring. How? Yeah, I don't I don't know if I saw it, but now they're going to start to have some success, okay? All right. We're really seeing like how wrestling was done. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. I mean, like if I was a wrestling fan as, you know, when this came out, I, I am a wrestling fan. I mean, it is I only like Norwegian wrestling. I don't want to sound pompous. <laughs> You're so snobby, but I understand that. That's yeah. so you. That's so you. Because I know Norway wrestling, and I see your point. I'm just saying that, you know. It was unstoppable from 1963 to 1974. Now look who's in the audience and goes, wow, these guys are super. I'm a perky. Hello, What? Is he a fellow cop? Is this the cop wrestling hall? She's like a pretend manager kind of person. Oh, I see. So she's going to go, you guys were great. I'm perky. Hi, I'm perky. Hi, perky. perky. Hi, I'm perky. Listen, I have a positive outlook. I'm an optimist, and I want to manage you guys. Oh, let I'm... me book you. 
I've got a van full of soccer kids. <laughs> Look at my smile. I'm, it's like Marie Osmond. Right. It, it's like the, the skater girl. Do you think, like, she could have given them in a minute to just, like, I don't know, push her down? <laughs> well, it's a movie. Yeah. Right, he's so inside poop. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It must not be cold in there, because <laughs> there's no indication of cold. Oh, we'll have to rewind. So, rewind. basically, yeah. <laughs> remember the Farrah Fawcett poster? Chili in the studio. Click, click. Um, I don't think we see air, even Ariola. Oh, yes, we do. Right this second. Yeah, right there. Here's my yeah. card in case you change your mind. So the one change is your mind like, for what? Like, okay, she wants to like be, manage them and put them in the real leagues. Okay, but one of them's like, sorry, man, but we're cops. And Baldwin is like. That sounds fucking great. You know, so we got a conflict here. Right. Downtown, this is where Waterman is, police station. Oh, Waterman, your fantastic cop show. Was your pilots available on, uh, well, it's private service. You have to call us. We'll let you know. (laughs) And he's in the same locker room we shot Waterman in. Comes right out to the very front of the whole building. So you should, wait, you shot in here? Yeah. And this, it was in Culver Studios. <laughs> Culver, Colorado, California. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, at the the farm where they have all the movie sets. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Old West, and then they had the bank, and then the... Okay, look. These cops just got called to a call. There's a call. They're fucking... And rolling. Look at the vests on them. I'm a pretend rough person. Do you no, they're roughing it up. They, they hit a portion <laughs> video game cabinet. <laughs> Hear the crack of that styrofoam over your styrofoam over your head. So, <laughs> ow! I got kicked. But I'm look out, stuntman! You're you coming through. Only six stuntmen supposed to be in this set. Guys, stop! Lunchtime. Don't you remember this guy, this fight in the 80s? Like, you would see the bad guy. He has a vest on. It's just nowhere in our culture, for real. He has a headband. So he's like half biker. Oh! Yeah, right, of course. You know, I've seen him in commercials where he has the headband on and the leather vest, and yeah. he's riding a bus, and the sweet goes, lady, you smell terrific. Like, oh, thank you, it's Fabrice. You know, he's got a handkerchief around his neck. Doesn't make sense. Oh, my God. The worst is when you have all his bike. Him and his friend's bikes are, like, parked outside. (laughs) And and you accidentally knock the first bike in in row. I hate lazy riding. I hate lazy riding. That has to happen every time. Oh, like a Domino's. They just kind of tip, 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 tip. But then he comes out with his bandana around his head and the leather vest. I'm that down for the open mic. Of like over scene. I hate lazy writing. This is not lazy. They got beer taps flying out. Cops no, fighting. No, this is, look, the guys he's drinking. What what happened? It hit me in the face. All right, oh. do another take, buddy. Fuck you, Joel. <laughs> now, okay. 
What happens is our two heroes proceed to fucking fuck that joint up, and it will land them in the paper in the morning. Now the commissioner's mad. Oh, good. I like the mad commissioner. Here we go. Mm, Have you read the Los Angeles Chronicle? All the Los Angeles Tribune, too. The media is against us. Laundry Basket, get in my office. That's right. Laundry Basket of Justice was my pilot. No, guess what I did in Waterman with all my, like, I don't like lazy writing. I did a parody of it. Did I not? There were two cops. You have to. Mario Gentile, God rest his soul, was the, get in my office. Okay, how many dare to get off drug posters are going to be on the wall? <laughs> all right. If this was 92, for sure. Look at Reagan. Ronald Reagan, we're stuck. Listen, we can't pretend we watch a lot of movies from the 80s when you have Ronald Reagan in the background on the wall. Right. It's that universe where there's just people are shooting and demolishing shit, and and it's funny. Now, I have this idea that I wish I had it back then. What you do is you take the bedtime for Bonzo um, promo, you know, their movie still. Right. uh, the, The movie poster. And you put that in those offices. That would have been hilarious. Well, there was that in Spies Like Us. The, uh, Dan Aykroyd was watching Bedtime for Bonzo, or uh, it was no, it was a musical, uh, musical where, where Ronald Reagan popped up. Uh, he the was musical. watching that on the FBI. Okay, so now it's like you guys are suspended without pay. It doesn't mean you're not cops anymore. Just you know, you, you gotta get the heat off. You gotta <laughs> get out of my face. Okay. You're suspended without pay. You know what? Set Hold on to your badge and gun. <laughs> yeah, right. Say, Hold on to your badge and gun. That's exactly right. Now it's like, what are we going to do? We need a job. So now we're going to see a, a series of scenes in which they go through some jobs. <laughs> now, we've seen the movie Hardly Working with Jerry Lewis. Is it going to yeah. be the same montage? Is he going to nope. work as a Benny Hanna chef? <laughs> oh, that's all. I am insulting an entire eight continent. Oh, for six minutes. Are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? Are you nuts? Exactly. Get really. That's the. Then you can tell we're in the twenty first century. Really, really. Sarcasm. Sarcasm. Uh, it will be in the history books that this was a period of you know. Right. Well, we had sarcasm in the 80s. It was just... I mean, but not in the 1500s. When all is said and done, our time will be like... That's when the Adam Baldwins and the Alex Baldwin clan were one, right? In the 1500s? Yeah. I have it here somewhere. It's true. Here we go. Adam. Irish-American. Boring. He's an avid golfer. Can you just... just up to the case, was he in Firefly and Serenity? Yeah, he's the DC Comics guy, yes. Okay, what do you mean DC Comics guy? Well, he was in Fire... Uh, voiced the second Green Lantern of the Justice League, chosen as Superman Clark Kent for DVD release. One of the four actors from Firefly who voiced superheroes on Justice League 2001. Hal Jordan, the Silver Age Green Lantern. Wow. That's uh, an honor. Yeah. You know, he's he's kind of like a uh, tweeter, right? Yes. That's what he's... he's for politics, yeah. yes. Yeah, he's for Gamergate. Conservative. He was, he was a very pro-Gamergate. He kind of pushed Gamergate back in the Gamergate day. 
All right, gotcha. Who's good at Firefly? He's a good friend of Jamie Lee Curtis, and he was in Molly and Ronnie's Dance Party in 2005 as a favor to her. Wow, that's good to know. He he didn't do it against his will? You know, he's from Illinois, and uh, he went to this high school, which Charlton Heston went to, Rock Hudson, and Margaret Bruce Dern, of all people. Great. Good high school. Okay, distant related to the Baldwin brothers, they list them because they're dicks who are from Long Island, Adams from the Chicago area. They say they share a common Baldwin ancestry going back to 1600 in England. These stunts are nuts, Carl. He's jumping <laughs> off of buildings and like flipping around in the back of a van. This is essentially how do they lose the job? And whoa, out! Those crazy cops. That's ridiculous. Yeah, fucking cops have no respect for people working in ditches. <laughs> Even though they were just were them? Yeah, right. They jumped over three human beings. <laughs> now we're out of here. So you saw what happened. He got he was getting laid. Right in I the port of Johnny. What so, is what a beautiful place to do it. Whoever <laughs> in the trailer. So he this is the second attempt at a job. So he's the cut it loose, get crazy one, and he's the what are you doing? Calm down. You're gonna uh-huh. get us in trouble. One. It's the Avid Costello of uh Chippendales. Now Jerry now, Lewis true. With this girl, woman with the blue blouse on. She is somebody famous, and I didn't get her in my research. I'll show it when it comes up again. Right, right now she looks like pixelated person seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And nothing came up in Google. Did you mean pixelated? No, Google. No. Pixelated lady, number seven. I looked up pixelated lady seven in IMDb, and he's a producer who, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no. She, I thought she was in the Golden Girls, but that was a de- her right there. Oh, oh, it's quick shots. I'll have to take a look. Well, we'll see her in the con- convertible. See the way that, there she is. Take it off. She Take goes. it off. And he does. So this is good. So this is not just for wrestling fans. Or maybe it is for wrestling fans. <laughs> they just did a wrestling move. Nice Do you hear what the music is? Uh, okay, let me get the studio audio going. <laughs> you can do it, Carl. Carl, the world is your oyster. Yeah. Open. This song is. This song goes. It goes. Boring, boring eighties. Boring part of the eighties. Boring, boring eighties. I used to trip to that. Boring baseline bed. See, it, it, it's. They were cool sounds, but they sounded too slow and thuggish. Going to the great line. Right. You know, it, just, it was terrible music. and You got to admit, some movies would have like eight original songs on it. Yeah. And you're like, I never even heard of this movie, let alone the, the songs that were written for right. it. Somebody, somebody got paid and somebody sweated hard to make that shit. Right. Yeah. This seems to go on forever. Honk, honk. Get off the stage, you crazy, sex crazed woman. Oh, is that the manager? Yeah. 
No, that that's the thing. You think that the director just made a screw up, in my opinion. He, you think that that woman's going to figure into the plot somehow, but she just goes away. She's no, no. He's listen. Okay, so, director's selling this movie right now. Th this is too long, but it's it's supposed to be eye candy for the film, right. You know, no, definitely. Okay, so, They'll get picked up by the two women who just assume they're going to get pay them for a sex, you know, sexual favor. And then the cops are going to be like, why are you kidding me? So they're going to get kicked out into the street. And they're like, screw this. No more dancing. Second job down. What are we going to do? Hey, remember still... that turkey girl? Here it is. Okay. Turkey right. girl production. Ah. Tiger. Eye of the tiger. It's thigh of the lion. <laughs> do, do, do. Is a cool sounding drum, but it's so sluggish. It's on the beat because it's the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> you know, pop from the synth. Rising uh, down, uh, not back on the street. <laughs> Rising on down. <laughs> yeah, just change a couple words. Okay, I'm writing that down. Thigh of the lion, do do do. <laughs> Thigh of the lion. <laughs> I have the tiger. I, sorry, I don't know what. I don't know that song. Let, I gotta start my song. Rising down, I'm off of the, the streets. <laughs> oh, you're, you're all over. Okay, I gotta calm down. Dude, dude, factory. I'm stealing everything you ever do. Oh my god! I listen to these shows and I'm like, there's no jokes in it. But God bless. Write it down. Dude, now look what's happened to them. Oh, they're just having bad luck after bad luck. Bad day. They're off the force. They are they off the force? Yes. Well, you know what I mean. Actively, they're not getting. They have to have regular jobs. Hey, why don't I just got I just saw a movie and it gave me an idea. Let's be cops. No, you <laughs> idiot, we're suspended. Oh yeah. That's they, a good what movie. if they went to see the film Let's Be Cops? And he goes, Hey, you know We yeah, could be cops. Yeah, right. Oh, just go on eBay. <laughs> okay, so see the woman in the back. I know her from a sitcom or a prominent part in a you're, movie. You're probably not wrong. Got a very familiar face. The one in the front, I do not know. Okay, so they innocently think they're getting a lift because their car's getting towed and they're just these nice ladies. But these ladies, of course, know they're the strippers and assume, I think they all know it, but they assume that there would be escorts as well. <laughs> Were they well, so nice? At what point are they going to figure it out? On this drive. Yeah. Look, he's, she's really cozying it up. Cozy. Yeah, little backseat, not even waiting to get to make out point. Oh, my car ran out of gas. Well, aren't we going to make out point? Oh, look at that. Yeah, the makeup. Oh, that's the makeup. That's I don't need to do that at the open mic because I already wrote that joke a million years ago. So what are you doing? Like you're going to talk about like a uh, movie cliches or? Yeah. Yeah. It's pronounced click clicky. 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 It's pronounced clicky. No, it's not, Carl. It's pronounced cliches. It's a movie clicky. Movie cliches, Carl. Teasing a brother. I totally teased him all the time. Unbelievable.
my favorite would be like carl give me a dollar and you would go okay jeremy let me count that and you would take a dollar <laughs> you would lick your thumb and you go one <laughs> it would drive him bonkers so one time I was talking to Marcus in the front seat of the car. We're going to mom's. And of course, he's in the back. So he's like, I'll make a right here. <laughs> right? And I was like, I knew, of course. He doesn't have to tell me. So I'm like, quiet, Jeremy. I'm talking to Marcus. And I would say, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Carl, please make a right here. I said, Jeremy, please don't interrupt. I'm speaking to Marcus. And then I would say literally, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> that, that was, that was Carl, you talking. Make a right. He had to hear me say, okay, before he turned off. Okay, so now they're remembering Perky Manager Productions, okay? And Positive Attitude Perky Manager Productions promised them some bouts in which they make money fighting. They had a good run of employment. Yeah. They were strippers. Right. They were the first thing I don't even remember. Now, look how long it's taken for us to get to. I think the inciting incident was when you, they were off the force. Okay. Is this so, the 25 minute rule where now we're at 25 minutes into the movie and, and the poster has been established? Yeah, I think you're right because we're yeah, about to go minutes. into the wrestling. Yeah. So they nailed it. You get 25 minutes to set up the poster. <laughs> 